and welcome to this edition of The Current Report, a weekly roundup of what's happening in the world of digital media. I'm Damien Fowler. This week we're diving into data, specifically retail data and how it's supercharging programmatic marketing. After all, it's been said that data is the new oil. Since retail media exploded onto the scene during the COVID-19 pandemic, retailers and marketers pounced on the growing opportunity it's offered hoping to monetize the digital oil they have. With retail media predicted to grow to an over $140 billion business next year, we're entering into a new stage of the retail media game. So where are we going from here? To break it all down, we're bringing in our reporter Chris Brooklier, who wrote about this topic for The Current. Hey Chris, thanks for joining me. Damien, good to see you. Can you set the stage for us? Where are we in the evolution of retail media? Yeah, no, it's a really interesting point because I think we're at definitely a next stage, right? We're past the initial gold rush. I spoke with a a customer data platform, Imperity, and and one of their executives, Peter Ibarra, told me that the the retail media land grab is over. Now comes the hard part. And and I was was so struck by that line and I was very intrigued of of like, what do you mean, right? So so when I asked him, he, he was like, all, a lot of these platforms of, or networks, I should say, have come up and they've pounced, as you were just saying, on, on the idea of monetizing the data that you have. But, but the important part really here is that it has to be quality data, right? So you can have a mountain of data, but if it's not quality, if you can't get insights from that data, it's, it's not as valuable. And then the second stage here is like, what can we do to differentiate retail media from and retail data from how it was initially sprung up, right? So I think off, off-site media is emerging as a bigger way that that's happening, right? So that's that's data that can be used off of retailers' websites. And right now the mix is about 85% um, on-site versus off-site, but each year off-site keeps getting bigger, right? So that opens up the a bigger part of the internet for to be to be used with this data. It's almost as if retailers are gradually realizing the huge potential of this retail data. And your story certainly went into the complexity behind the strategies that they're using. Where does that complexity come from? When you talk about all of, a lot of these marketing buzzwords, right, it, be, it seems simple, right, because we're trying to simplify these complex topics. But the people that are in the mud, the people that are actually doing it day to day, of course, actioning on that data and bringing it past the buzzword into real life is more difficult. Unifying measurement is is really a key piece here because when you're going through all of this and you're trying to look at it, it has to be on an equal playing field, right? It has to be an apples-to-apples comparison, as Will Margaritas, who, who works for IBG Media Brands, told me, right? So I think that's a huge step in this process because if we're sp- if we're all speaking different languages, so to say, right, none of it is going to make sense. We all we all have to find some type of commonality so that we can figure out what's what. Let's talk about that a bit more. Like, how is measurement different across the ecosystem? When I was speaking with with Will from from IPG Media Brands, he said that. Unifying measurement is either the biggest challenge or the biggest opportunity within the retail data space. That comes from several different challenges, right? There's different look-back windows, so you can't really unify across different retail media networks, right? So on one, it looks like 
it they give you maybe three days on a different one. They're giving you 14-day look-back window. So you, you can't really figure out everything that's going on. And it really goes back to this piece of can we track back each piece of advertising back to a sale? Right? That's, that's the number one goal in all of this. And what about the quality of the data? I know there's a ton of data that retailers are putting out, but why is quality so important to this conversation? Quality and scale are the two differentiators for a retail media network, and that's what Derek Slager, the the CTO of Amperity, told me. But another sort of interesting tidbit that I got from him was they do a lot of work matching brands, customer data together, and kind of cleaning it up. So, you know, if you have one person, but they have several different profiles across their their data, right? That's not as clear, right? You don't know who are we speaking to really. And when you and when we talk about targeted advertising, that's that's a huge portion here. That's a really interesting point. When it comes to matching those customer data profiles, how does that work in all practicality? It comes down to deduplication. So deduplication can make a massive difference because Again, you're, you're sort of really figuring out who is this person that I have a profile on, right? And an interesting stat that I got from, from Amparity is that 40, 46% of all Amparity's clients' customer profiles that were originally marked as high value were actually wrongly identified. You know, even if you pare down the number, if it's 5 or 6% of customer profiles, that can make a big difference in revenue, right? Because if you're actually targeting five or six percent better, you would think that you have a higher likelihood of of getting more money. Well, I imagine, you know, given the scale of some of this data, that five to six percent counts for a lot. What's next in the retail data game? As I mentioned earlier, offsite retail is getting is getting bigger. Right? We we've written about it more and more frequently, I feel like, on the current. And there is talker of standardization for retail media. Now, you know, from what I've been reading, retailers and advertisers and sort of just the whole digital advertising industry are are split on how that looks or if that's something they want to do or don't want to do. But just within the last couple of months, the IAB came out with the first measurement guidelines about retail media. So this is such a growing and emerging market. And I think that things will become more clear as we it becomes sort of more of a regular part of the marketing mix. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very fascinating and somewhat complex journey, and it's changing very fast, as you point out. And Chris, thanks very much for giving us these insights. Of course. Thank you. Next, here's our weekly roundup of what's making news across the internet. Another week another new innovation coming from the AI sector. Walmart and Peacock are teaming up to offer AI-powered shoppable ads. Take, for example, the show Below Deck. Generative AI will comb through scenes of the show to offer products that are in the episode. AdAge reports the ads will also use Walmart's store inventory data to only display in-stock products to viewers. And to be sure, this has been a big year for shoppable TV, which is making it ever easier for people to buy items with a few clicks of their remote. And the NBA agreed to a one-season deal with regional sports rights partner Diamond Sports. 2023 has been tumultuous for Diamond, which filed for bankruptcy earlier in the year. For the NBA, the deal gives them flexibility to take back rights for 13 teams at the end of the season. 
the league is gearing up for its next rights deal, which expires in 2025. Many are seeing this as the rights deal that could shape live sports' future, as streaming services are expected to compete for rights. And that's it for this edition of The Current Report. For a deeper dive on all these stories and more, check out thecurrent.com. And of course, please like and subscribe on YouTube. And leave us a review on Spotify, Apple or wherever you listen. We'll see you next week.